This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1. Spin 1038, you're welcome back to Spin Talk with Lauren. Lots and lots of messages coming through already. Um, I knew they would. I knew um, that you would be quick to offer up your advice and your own experiences because it's something that I think so many people are affected by. If you're just getting involved, a listener's been in touch because um, she wants to know about how to go about um, finding her biological father. And when she was 14, she said to her mum, look, I want to know him, I want to know who he is. Um, And so the mum sought him out, but then our listener kind of backed out of the meeting. Now she's 26 and wants to meet him now. Now he has three other kids and he's married and she's just a bit, you know, apprehensive about that, which I think is understandable. What would you do? 087-711-1038 or maybe what have you done? You've been in this situation. I'd love to speak to you. We can change names, of course. That's not a problem at all. Lou was on the line. Hi, Lou. Hi, hi, Laura. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Um, you texted in saying that you've been on the other side of this. Yeah, yeah, I still am, actually. <laughs> I still am. Uh, my father, he's, he's never been interested in me, you know, um, like, let me start this from the start, right? Okay. So my mom, my mom got pregnant with me at uh, she was about fifteen, right? I think my dad was about sixteen or seventeen, right? So basically, uh, she got pregnant with me, and then she gave birth to me, and you know, she obviously needed to find work, right? So she moved to the city. She moved to Johannesburg. I'm originally from South Africa. Uh, she moved to Johannesburg. She left me in uh, rural Eastern Cape. Uh, so basically, uh, now what happened was my father moved to Cape Town, right? So he's just never been there. He's just never been there for me. I've seen him several times and, you know, all the other kids from the community love him. You know, he knows karate and all that stuff and, uh, they think he's cool, but, you know, they they call him lose dad, you know, but he's, uh, he's, he's never been there. He's, he's never been there, and it's heartbreaking. To tell you the truth, yeah, um, yeah. Like like even now, since like uh, since I came to Ireland, and uh, my mom is in contact with some of my aunts, and they all live in the same area in Cape Town, and uh, she's just never even attempted to ring me. Lou, that's yeah. really hard. Yeah. Um, look, at, at the end of the day, I, I don't really know what it's like to have a father. So it does not really affect me as much. But like, uh, I remember a few months ago, there was a story about my family uh, on the newspaper in, in, uh, over in South Africa. And I seen his picture and I seen my cousins. And, you know, I think that's when I was like, oh, like, I wonder what it's like to have a father. Um, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's just never been there. And like to this listener, like all I'm, all I'm going to say to her is that, look, um, you tried to meet him before you backed out. And uh, what you can do now is like try and find him again and uh, ring him and set up a meeting. If he doesn't show up, just leave him alone. No, just leave him be, you know. It's just like me. I'm not going to force myself on my dad. Like at first we thought it was his wife, you know. We thought it was because she was controlling and all that, but... They've since uh, divorced, and yeah, he's 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 made no attempt to ring me. So, you know, I'm just gonna leave him. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. told him how you feel, Lou? 
No, I'm not interested to be honest. Cause I mean, like even the times I seen him, he didn't act like my father. You know, mm. he he never acted like my father. I remember one time I went to go visit him in Cape Town, and like uh, he made me stay at my aunt's house, at his sister's house. You know, I I didn't even stay with him. You know. That's when I was like, like, even here, my mom was like, oh, you should try and get a hold of your family, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, to be honest, no. I've tried when I was younger, and he's shown me no interest. And, you know, it's it's like I've played my part. It's up to him now, you know? I'm not mad at him. I'm 28 now. I'm not, like, I don't hold grudges. I'm not mad at him. Like, but I'm not going to keep, like, running after him, you know? If he, if he wants me, let him bring me. If he doesn't want me, then, you know, that's yeah. it. Yeah, so that's just that. Yeah, thanks for sharing your own experience. I really appreciate it. I know it's not easy, so thank you very much for coming on. You're welcome. Good to speak to you today. That's a hard situation, and I suppose what Lou maybe is trying to say to the listener is, you know, it's it, not always an ideal situation. Like, Lou's dad knows who he is. He knows he's his son and has made no effort just to clarify, because I think there might have been a bit of confusion there. So when our listener was 14, um, she said to the mom, look, I really want to know. I really want to know him. Uh, Would you find him for me? And the mom did. It was our listener that backed out of that meeting, not the dad. So obviously the dad kind of was like, right, fair enough. If you don't want to meet, you don't want to meet. So it's 12 years later now, the listener is 26 um, and no contact has been made. He's three other kids that I found out about, but I don't think he's ever told any of them about me. And um, maybe that's very difficult as well because you feel, well, you know, if I am the one who goes to meet him, maybe, I don't know, you feel if it, if it doesn't go well that, you know, they'll be angry with you, but I don't know if I would... Like that's they're not your responsibility. You are your responsibility. But look, that's just that's just my opinion. I've never been in this situation. I don't know really what to tell you to do. What I'm hoping is that people like Lou, maybe other listeners who've been in a similar situation to you, could get in touch. Maybe you've been you've been in this listener's um, place and you know what it feels like to be the one to go and knock on the door or pick up the telephone and say, "Hi, it's me. I'm your son or I'm your daughter." You know. How does that go? Get involved. I'd love to speak to you today. I'm on 087-711-1038. Sinead's name, which, as I said, of course, is never a problem for us to do. We just really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experiences. So, Sinead, hello there. Hello. Um, you have kind of been in a similar position to this listener in that you you don't know your dad. Uh, no. When I grew up, I thought I, I, like, I thought I had the person in my life who was my dad, um, who kind of helped reared me a little bit. Um, and then when that relationship between my mum broke up, I realised that that person wasn't my biological dad. Now, I'd still call him my dad in my in my head a bit. I still would. But, like, he's not really in my life, and that's okay, and I'm fine with that with, with him. But at, uh, I think I was 11 or 12, my mum gave me the option of meeting, I suppose, that she could look into getting in touch with my dad, my biological dad. And back then, I think maybe because I was upset about like losing one man I guess yeah. I kind of thought no 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 do you know what I don't want to risk the 
I suppose, the risk of being rejected by someone I don't even know. And I kind of stuck by that when I was a little, like, when I was a teenager. Never really gave it a huge second thought. Like, the odd time, because I know what his name is, and I kind of assume he must look similar to me, I'd see someone be like, oh, that could be my dad. But at tw- I'm nearly I'm 25 this year, and um, I've never... Just, I suppose, the advice that I'd give to the listener is that if she's still unsure as to whether or not she wants to meet him, to certainly not feel like there's a pressure on her to meet because of, like, something that she owes him. Because Or, or that, like, you know, her life isn't complete without her dad because, you know, she's 100% already. You know, like, she doesn't, she doesn't owe it to the world or owe it to society. She's not being a bad daughter or a bad person to look after herself. Do you, get, do you get me? Yeah, and, and I think that's a lovely point to make, Sinead, is that you're still 100% you, but it's a big decision to go and meet that person. It kind of sounds like she she does know she wants to meet him, but it's, it's I suppose, that scary thought of, like, he's married, he's got other kids, I don't think they know about me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I would be in a similar situation, um, and I think that the family that I have would be older than me. Um, and... You know, if if that's something that she's kind of, I know, I know this might sound bad, but like if she's prepared to take that on, like kind of almost the the small bit of destruction that it can be at the very beginning, that it could, it could and obviously go really, really well, and you know, like God, we never, we don't know who those people are and how welcoming and loving they will be towards her if yeah. they get met, like if they meet. But I think it's not going to be. Rosie from the minute, you know, yeah. from day one, you yeah. know, and, and to like be prepared for that. Yeah. Just to be very mindful of her needs and what she's doing and what she needs from this meeting, you know. Like it could be that the, the listener is about to have a baby and wants the grandparents involved and that, that might have put it in her head and, you know, but just to be prepared for a tiny bit of, I suppose, rocky patch I suppose like yeah. you know and not to be too idealistic about it all because at the end of the day it's her her life and her her own like you know situation she has to look after and not to be worrying too much about anybody else I hope that doesn't sound really selfish of me but no not at all how I've gotten by. yeah of course and, um, and you've had to do what you've had to do for you Sinead yeah and like as well as that like I hope I've been very blessed with the relationship that I have with my mum like we have a very very strong relationship and I've, I'd always say she was both parents from day one anyway she was like she was super woman you know right from the start um, so I don't feel kind of I don't feel like I was missing out on a huge amount just yeah. having the one parent as such um, so hopefully that listener obviously we, we don't know but hopefully that listener has a decent relationship with her mum and to maybe try and make sure that you know her her mum and her current family that she has and she knows are happy and healthy and you know that they're, they've got peace of mind as well do you know yeah Sinead thank you so much for that and really good of you to come on no problem thank you best of luck to the listener thanks so much uh, we changed Sinead's name at the start there which we're happy to do for anyone who would like us we'd just really appreciate if you would share your experiences today maybe and offer some advice for our listener who's really not sure how to go about um, meeting her biological dad. Jack is next on the line. Again, we've changed Jack's name. Hi there. How's it going? I'm sorry. Good. If I'm on loudspeaker there, Jack, just because there's a bit of an echo, if you wouldn't mind, just take it off. No problem. Hold on a sec. Okay. 
Can you hear me now, okay? That's much better. Thank you for that. Perfect. Uh, no problem. You've, you've, like Sinead, been in a similar situation. Uh, yeah, well, I was about 16. Uh, I think she said she was 14. Um, I, I, I was lucky enough uh, to be raised by my stepdad pretty much all my life. Still am being raised by him and my mom. And, uh, well, my other two brothers are older than me. And, uh, well, they weren't kind of lucky enough. They were raised with the other guy. <laughs> and uh, when I was about 16, I got into a bit of a row with my stepdad. And um, I asked, could I go and meet my, my biological dad? Which I, I knew he was there my whole life. You know, I'd, I'd known I could meet him if I wanted to, but I never really wanted to. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she brought me to Tipperary one night. Um, I met him, went into the house with him. And he was lovely. He was just a bit kind of shocked to see me. And uh, I go in and he has, he has two young kids and he has a girlfriend and she was lovely as well. And um, we got on great for the first kind of half an hour. And then after... After a little while, he kind of got comfortable in his house and kind of got over the shock. And uh, he wasn't very nice at all. He was kind of pointing out different things, like insecurities that I had in myself. He kind of started saying them out loud, which was just bizarre because I think he has ADHD. And uh, he just kind of says what's on his mind. And uh, it was then I kind of realized all of my bad traits I pretty much got from this guy. And, um, yeah, it was just kind of after a while he... uh, I, I just said, here, I, I'm, I'm going, I want to want to leave. He, yeah, he had offered for me to actually stay with him uh, at the start of the conversation, but then when I said I wanted to go, he didn't even make any sort of an effort to stop me. He just said, all right, see you later. And that was the last I'd kind of spoken to him in person. Oh, that sounds so disappointing, Jack. Yeah, well, it's, it's like, listen, it's no disappointment in my life. I've been lucky enough to be raised with two absolutely amazing parents. My older brothers weren't as lucky as me because they had the other guy for quite some time. Um, but... Listen, I've like, met him once and that kind of just ended it all there. Any kind of illusions that I had in my head of what he'd be like, I kind of got over it straight away. Are you happy in a way that you did it, though, so you know? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted. It was like a big weight was lifted off my chest at that stage because for years I was wondering what this guy could be like. Is he, you know, the best guy in the world? And, you know, maybe I'm living, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, this house is a prison. And, you know, I'm sure my, <laughs> se- my, se- or my real dad is, like the most loveliest man ever but then I met him and I said no I got things good here at home and I'm perfectly content with, with never seeing him again It's mad isn't it how you know just sometimes we just we need to kind of look behind the curtain we just need to know oh, absolutely. what's there Absolutely and my like I, I think that made me appreciate all that my stepdad has done for me so much more like over the last couple of years like my stepdad drives me everywhere you know he always brought me to different lessons and stuff like that and you know, worked like a dog for us and just loved my man so much that he loved me as, as much as his own child and you know for that I'll, I'll never forget and uh, you know I think he's just brilliant he is your dad Jack really yeah he absolutely is my dad like that's who I'd call my dad oh, Jack lovely to speak to you thanks for coming on no problem take care of yourself okay bye 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 um, oh, I hope Jack's dad somehow hears that and hears how wonderful he is you know what a great job he did at raising him but Jack's right like he kind of he had to meet the man who is his biological dad just to know. And I think maybe that's where our listener is at. And look, I kind of feel like we've heard a few stories that, you know, things didn't go that well. I mentioned uh, not so long ago, we did a show all about family secrets and finding out about, you know, siblings or sons and daughters that you you did never know existed. And I remember one story really stood out to me. A, a girl came on and told us about her best friend's family. And I think there was six of them. And one of the, I think it was the the listener's best friend, one of the daughters was getting married 
and just one evening this girl younger than all the this family like she would have been the youngest of all of them arrived at the front door and was like hi um your dad's my dad like he had an affair with my mom and for this family it was just such a huge huge shock she was from a completely different part of the country and I was like, oh, Jesus, like, how did that go? Like, this girl younger than you and all your brothers and sisters rocking up to the front door being like, how's it going? Your dad's my dad as well. And the listener was saying that in the end, she was bridesmaid for our listener's friend. So for her sister, her big sister, she ended up being bridesmaid for her. They all get on incredibly well now. They really embraced her into the family. I think, from what I can remember, the dad has since passed away. And... I think the siblings as a group were like, do you know what? It's not her fault that this happened. She just was born and she's our sister. So she's one of us now. And it was just such a lovely, positive story to hear because I know sometimes, and I know as Jack said, it can be disappointing because you have this person in your head and you just want to meet them and you just want to know what they're like. And maybe they're not who you thought they would be. But saying that, there can be so many positives to come from these situations as well. Like that girl meeting all her siblings. She didn't get to meet her dad, but she got to meet, you know, six brothers and sisters who all wanted to know her and embraced her into their family. I just thought that was a lovely story. Today, I would like to hear your experience and maybe the advice you might have for this listener who's 26, has never met her real dad, would like to, but is a bit apprehensive about barging into his life, really, because he's married, he's three kids, and she doesn't know if they know about her what should she do? 087-711-1038. Um, we've been asking what you think a listener should do or how she should approach meeting her real dad. It's something that she thought she was ready to do when she was 14. She wasn't. Um, the background is that her mum had a fling. Um, she was the result of that fling, uh, but she didn't tell the guy. Um, so when our listener was 14, she wanted to meet her biological dad the mum arranged the meeting and then our listener didn't want to go through with it. She's 26 now, has never made contact with them, but now knows that he has three kids and he's married. But, you know, it's eating our listener up that he's never wanted to contact her. So what she would really like to do is to reach out, but she doesn't know how to do that. And especially if he's never reached out to her, she's a bit cagey as to how he might react. So we've been hearing some of your own stories. Gino says on Facebook, do it. You've nothing to lose. And if you don't, you'll always have that lingering thought in your mind of what if. And, you know, we heard from Jack, you know, how disappointing his meeting with his birth dad was. But at the same time, he felt he needed to do it and actually made him appreciate his real dad, his stepdad, even more. Vicky says, it's easier said than done, but I say just do it. Send him a letter or ring him if you can. You've nothing to lose. Either way, um, either he will want to get to know you and you gain a father or he won't. You won't be losing anything since you don't know him anyway. At least this way you may gain something. You'll always wonder what if if you don't do anything about it. You're not a scared teenager anymore, but this is a big deal. Just try not to get your hopes up. He may not want to know you or he may not have contacted you because he thought you didn't want to be contacted. You'll never know unless you try. Very good point, Vicky. Uh, another listener says, coming from the other side, my dad found out last year that he had a child from a woman he was seeing just before he met my mum. This guy is just older than me, added me on Facebook to tell that I was his half-brother. We didn't believe him for ages, but after my dad saw him and spoke to his mum, it was obvious. This was about a year ago, and I've even met him. He's really nice. It's crazy to think that we've been living our separate lives in the same city. My mum and my sister didn't take it so well, though they've decided not to meet. And that's completely understandable. And everyone is different. And like, you could meet this guy 
he might want to know you, his kids might not want to, or he might not want to get to know you, but his kids might be interested that they have a half-sister. So, you know, he might not be what you gain from this, but your siblings might be. And that is exciting in itself. Now, we spoke to Lou a little earlier on, who's never had a relationship with his dad. His dad's in South Africa, and even though he knows who Lou is, he's never tried to engage with him. This listener says, I think Lou summed it up well, and I would give the same advice to my child when they ask me about their biological father. Bear in mind that if we are campaigning for women to have the right to choose to be a parent, men should have that too. If he doesn't want to meet, I would advise to accept that and let it be, and understand it's no reflection on you as a person. Um, I think... Yes, he has the right to get to know you or not get to know you, but maybe reach out and let him know how you feel and then go from there. Yes, I would never force myself on someone. As Lou said, I don't want to force myself on my dad. If he doesn't want to know, he doesn't want to know. But I suppose what our listener is trying to figure out is whether or not this guy wants to know because she's the one that backed out of the meeting when she was 14 So maybe the dad has always been like, listen, she doesn't want to know me. I'll just respect that and keep my distance and live my life. Another listener says, hi, Lauren, I had something similar to the listener. My dad was in my life at the start. He was amazing. My older sister doesn't know her dad and he raised her as his own. Even when he had his own girlfriend, he never forgot about me until I was eight. And on my communion, he left me. He came to the church and the next day he said he would come back to bring me to his mom's and he never did. Oh. Nine years later, I got in contact with him. I'm 25 now. It's still heartbreaking that he could start a family with someone else and leave me. We're still in contact now, but I never got invited to his wedding or occasions or holidays. I get a phone call here and there, but other than that, it's like he doesn't want to know me. I feel as if he has his little family and I'm just an outsider. I'm happy I got to know him, but at the same time, I'm disappointed that that's how he treats me. That's it. And it can be very disappointing, like Jack's story as well. I would just hope that, you know, he knows how you feel. You've told him how you feel and how it has affected you. But if you're just, you know, happy just to tick along, as you said, you're an adult now, I'm just happy to know, I'm fair enough. But, oh my God, saying he'd come back the day after your communion and not showing up, that would break your heart. Another says, my mom and dad were together since 1980 and they had me in 1994. I'm 23 now. Before he was with my mom, he was married and had three kids. They're in their late 30s, early 40s now with his ex-wife. Anyways, my dad died in 1999 when I was five. My mom and him were together 19 years at that stage. It was only after his funeral that his family, his sister's brothers and his kids found out about me and my mom. Now, here's the interesting part. I never knew that my dad was previously married or had kids until I was 21. My dad always said to my mom when I was a baby that he didn't want to tell me until I was 21 and he made her promise not to tell me. So she felt like she had to keep that promise to him even after he died. His kids knew about me since I was five and they've never once tried to reach out to me. And to be honest, I'd probably never reach out to them either. But only two weeks ago, I followed my cousin, my dad's sister's daughter on Instagram, and we started talking, got on great, we met up and got on like a house on fire. I wish that my dad was still alive so I could ask him all these questions that I have. And I would advise your listener just to go for it. You'll always be raging that you couldn't get to ask those questions that were niggling in your brain. That is just so, so much. Oh my God, I can't get over that. And I don't know, I feel like you probably feel did he think he was doing the right thing? Not telling you all this, but to take that away from you and to take that away from other family members as well, just it's so difficult to understand why people make the decisions that they make and the impact that they can have on others 
but I hope it's brilliant here that you're in contact with your cousin and that's amazing but oh I guess you'll never know wow talking about family secrets holy cow Sinead says I was in the same situation but I did get in contact against my mother's wishes if I could turn back time now I would never have done it he never tried to make contact with me and I have to say it's been the worst seven years of my life having known him my stepdad was tough but never as bad as my biological dad and his wife was just as bad as him we really have heard so many different examples and so many different stories today I don't know what the best thing for our listener to do is but I hope you take a little bit of every story you've heard today and thought about maybe how you're going to approach this Um, because look as someone said earlier on I think it was Sinead it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be all rosy in the garden straight away but that's not to say that it won't be down the line and you just have to do what's best for you there are so many wonderful messages coming in and so many in support of our listeners. So, look, you can continue to get involved on the Spin 103 Facebook page. You can text our WhatsApp as well. I'm on 087-711-1038. This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren. Live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1.